everyone to poke and kush it is thursday september 29th 2022 and our thoughts and our ptsd is with the folks in florida uh those images are horrible and it is uh it sucks uh, to be in the middle of a hurricane. We know it all too well here, and it has been uh, a harrowing time. Uh, and it just—I feel very, very bad for the people there. Yeah, my uh, my sister lives in between Tampa and Orlando, and she's been sending me videos. And uh, yeah, all too familiar. Not good. The storm is like super slow moving. It's like five miles an hour. It looks gigantic. It looks larger than other hurricanes. Yeah, it it's is. It's not good. It's like, it feels like it's the size of the whole state. Yeah. You know, and it just keeps whipping their ass. And I just distinctly remember what this felt like 13 months ago. Yeah. And you're like, God, what a nightmare. Well, my sister sent me a video of her fence like blowing away. And I was like, well, at least you're somewhere where someone will come fix it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's I did see like somebody showed like a parking lot of all the power trucks waiting and I was like that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to be getting that here, but uh yeah, Florida, keep it together. You guys are doing great. Dolphins look good. Come on. Yeah, sure. The Jaguars have won a couple games, yep. you know. Um yeah, so I I mean, I don't know what else to say about that other than I'm very happy it's not here, but I also feel extremely bad for the people in that part of Florida. I mean, Naples is like underwater. Yeah. And it's a lot of old people, and they probably didn't leave. I don't know, man. Uh, if you're a Polk and Kush listener in Florida, hey, this is your hurricane entertainment. Yeah, exactly. We're using your last remaining uh, <laughs> the, uh, battery power on this stupid ass show. Yeah, your wife's like, uh, what are you doing? You're like, I'm checking the weather. <laughs> In lighter news, uh, a very happy birthday to my wife. Yeah. It was a wonderful birthday. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's nice to just, like, do a day in New Orleans where you kind of just walk around the city and eat and drink and hang out. And That's great. I got to do that today. And you took it was, the day off work? Took the day off and had a wonderful time. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to remind yourself, like, on a, especially on a very beautiful day like it was uh, today and really most of this week. This city's got some cool shit to offer. Fall in New Orleans is is nice because it's the first reprieve from living in hell. <laughs> it sucks that like the nice weather. There's really only nice weather in New Orleans whenever some other state around <laughs> us is getting destroyed. <laughs> but it's been it's been incredibly nice. It is. It's beautiful. I've been walking around quite a bit. Yeah? yeah. Putting in some some steps? Just smoking, really. <laughs> if you're smoking and walking, <laughs> does that counteract or is that... I don't know. <laughs> do, they, do they take away the steps on your <laughs> Apple Watch when you uh, have a cigarette in your hand as well? No, I've, been, I've been wandering around the French Quarter. It's been beautiful out. Is it packed down there, or is it pretty empty still? Uh, it's it's on the up and up. There's a lot of lot of like European tourists. I'm okay. hearing a lot of Spanish and yeah. a lot of French. 
and some other ones. What do the criminals think when they take their money? Is it in euros? Yeah. Are they are they like what the fuck is this? Yeah, now now all of the criminals are upset about the conversion rate, <laughs> you know, the pa- the pound is pretty low right I know. now. Yeah, they they're used to getting like a dollar 50 per the dollar. And then they steal the phone. It's got some weird outlet. Doesn't even work on the ACD. I don't know what the <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, <laughs> it's gotta be a trip as a European coming down here, especially like if you're like touring America and you go to, you know, like we went to New York and then we went to Washington DC and then we went to, you know, uh, Austin and then we came to New Orleans. Yeah. And then we got on big Jimmy's <laughs> fan boat tour. <laughs> like, uh, the, the, the tourists I see from other countries appear to be having a good time. Yes, and I think that's the right frame of mind. Yeah. That's like any time I've ever gone to Europe. It's like, this is the best. Yeah. It's not any better. (laughs) It's not. But you're there. You flew all the way there. Your ass better have a good time. uh, You're guaranteed to have a good time (laughs) if you pay $1,500 to get there or $40,000 to get there. Oh, we have so much local news to talk about. Do we? Yeah, I mean, it's all the same stuff, isn't it? The local news for me is I saw the Afghan wigs in concert. Oh, how'd that go? It was fantastic. How was old are the, the Afghan wigs? They've been around for 30 years. Yeah. They're, they're at least in their fifty early 50s, I would say. I don't even know these concerts are like you keep every week. You're like, oh, I went to this concert. I don't even know they're happening. I'll start inviting you. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to go. <laughs> I just like we are going to a concert next week. Is We're that going next to week? Spoon. Yeah. Oh, boy. What day is that? Uh, I think it's Friday. Oh. Okay. It's like Friday the 8th, I believe. Or maybe that's on next week. I might be giving my ticket to someone. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and Tennessee plays LSU the next day in Baton Rouge at 11 a.m. Mama mia. Come on, Spoon. It's going to be great. I really want to go. I'm also going to Wilco. Uh, yeah, Spoon is on the 7th. So that's the Thursday? Uh, no, that's the Friday. That's the Friday. Mm-hmm. Also, if anybody wants to go with Polk to the Spoon concert, I would love to go, but that sounds like it's going to kill me if oh, I do man. both of those things. I'm also uh, going to the dentist the day before. <laughs> That's I'm looking, good. I'm looking at my calendar. Read the rest of your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's buy gun on there. <laughs> uh, um, the wig show was great. It yeah? was at the uh, old Margaritaville. What's the, the name of the One Eye Jacks? Oh, that's interesting. And Tulu- and Spoon is at Toulouse Theater, yeah. which was the old One Eye Jacks. Yeah, this was the new One Eye Jacks. Okay, great spot. Very, yeah. very intimate. Uh, I don't know. The Wigs have so many good songs. It was incredible. How long is a show like that? Uh, it was too, it was too long. We yeah. we were out at like one thirty, which was wow. insane for us. Ow. Yeah, that's a long concert. Yeah, my phone was blowing up the whole time because Hannibal Burris was in town. Okay. And people were trying to find a venue for him to do a pop-up show. So people I haven't heard from in 20 years were like, hey, best friend, yeah. can I have Hannibal's phone number? Yeah. God. <laughs> did he end up doing one? Yeah. He did it uh, on the neutral ground in front of Dragon's Den. We walked by it. It looked uh, like a bunch of teenagers. That it looked like a line for a new iPhone. <laughs> What a weird! Why would he even bother doing it? He was. Uh, it was musical. I think he was DJing or rapping or something. Oh, okay. Not yeah. doing stand up. Yeah, that makes more sense. 
Slightly. I guess. <laughs> Not if it makes any no. sense. That's very odd. You know what people love to do on Frenchman Street at 1 a.m.? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the real critical ear there at, uh, yeah. on the neutral ground at 1 a.m. surrounded by junkies and homeless people. Yeah. All right. So who's coming to spoon with me? Polk and Cushland. <laughs> the ticket's free. I'm not going to charge anybody for really? it. Dude, there's no way I can do but I think I have to leave my house at five o'clock in the morning on that next day. Come on. To go to LSU. That 11 a.m. kickoff is a real kick in the pants. <laughs> it's not easy getting to Tiger Stadium. It's not easy getting to Tiger Stadium at any time. No. 11 a.m. kickoff means I got to be in Baton Rouge at like 7 a.m. What are you, Garth Brooks? <laughs> you got an early load in? <laughs> I mean, you got to park. You got yeah. to have a couple... Pre-game, Are you, you going to park in somebody's Moses. yard? I would love to park in somebody. If anybody, if anybody wants to exchange their yard for a ticket to Spoon, <laughs> I've got, I've got a deal for you. Yard for Spoon. <laughs> we got great tickets for Spoon too. I that think sucks. VIP. I love Spoon. That I, sucks. They are. Yeah. Well, they are playing Thursday. Also, maybe you could. Maybe I can talk to the man. I can Jimmy Jangle my way around. Yeah. The old Jimmy Jangle. I made that up. That's not a turf. You don't have to say you made it up. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Everyone knows the that. The old squiggly biggly. <laughs> you have nothing to you say. You should go on Reddit and be like, does anybody going to Spoon on Friday want to go on Thursday or vice versa? If we need to find two other guys. I don't think we can show up on Reddit because they'll be like, hey, you're those two assholes. That- <laughs> we know you. You did all these things. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes us. <laughs> Uh, except for, you know, the, uh, the eight of you in your mom's basement listening to this right now. Um, we <laughs> we love you, though. Uh, you know, and, and those of you who listen to us probably <laughs> wasted three hours of your Sunday the same way that we did watching the Saints game. Uh, we won't spend too much time talking about it because there's really not that much to say. The offense is very, very, very bad. And Jameis Winston looks very, very, very bad. Yeah, Jameis Winston looks very bad. And what is puzzling about it is that it's a known injury. It was spoken about last week. And there seems to be no resolution or steps towards correcting it. I don't think his spine is going to magically heal in the middle of a game. I think that not exploring other options is odd in a way that New Orleans sports have had odd moments yes. in the last few years. Yeah. It's odd that there is no conversation about who's up next. So I guess Jameis had the Dennis Allen said he had the day off yesterday, which seems weird for quarterback who sucks to get the day off after flying across the the, the world. Did he go to the birthday lunch with you guys? <laughs> he wasn't there today. Um, but the, so I guess Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill, they said were taking snaps to do that in front of the media just seems, I don't know, like a message or something. It just, it seems weird if you're like standing by Jameis mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I, I do think Dennis Allen had to let Jameis have enough of an opportunity to show that he is not able to to really play at the level he's supposed to in order 
to finally take him out. Like you couldn't allow, you couldn't pull him too early because I think you'd lose a locker room a little bit and you would lose, you would have a real controversy on your hands essentially if you pulled him too soon. Mm-hmm. So allowing him to go to Carolina, look like absolute shit, lose to possibly the worst team in the NFL, um, mostly on the strength of how bad the offense was, which includes an Alvin Kamara fumble recovery for a touchdown, which was worse than anything Jameis did the whole day. That was seven points literally the other direction. Um, Saints also missed a couple field goals. It wasn't all on Jameis. It was a lot on Jameis. He was very bad. I think that's probably enough to where you can put Andy Dalton in the game and it will not stir up a ton of people being like, what the hell? You didn't give Jameis a chance. Mm -hmm. He got a chance. He's looked extremely bad for like third like 11 of 12 quarters at this point. Yeah, I think everybody that's actually watched the game would completely agree with that. The, you know, what were the bright spots in that game? I guess that Michael Thomas didn't get severely injured and sure. Jarvis Landry. The, yeah. the, you know, Saints camp was saying those were close calls. That is a season derailing, yeah. spirit crushing thing to have narrowly avoided. So, I would like to see just a glimmer of hope, yeah. really. I mean, he's got good weapons around him, but he's hurt, and it ain't working. No, and uh, I think that's definitely a problem that has to be addressed. It is also early. Like, it's a 17-game season. The Saints normally start 1-2. and two. The Saints have started 1-2 <laughs> a lot. They started 0-4 a lot, like... And they've usually found a way under Peyton and Breeze to get back, you know, to where they're fighting. They don't always get to where they need to be, but they're usually back in the mix at some point in the season. Uh, so I don't want to, like, freak out over one and two, but they have just looked very bad on offense. And there's really no other way around it than to just say what it is, which is that they suck on offense. And they sucked on offense most of last year, too. Uh, so it's not as if this is like a blip. This is kind of who this team is. I think Chris Olave looks good. Uh, I think some of the offensive line at times looks okay. Uh, but when you don't have a quarterback, life is really hard. And right now the Saints don't really have a quarterback they can rely upon. And even as their defense play great, how long can you lean on that before the defense starts to be like, ah, fuck it. Like this is... How long can they just go balls out every single week? I just don't think it's going to keep happening, you know? At some point, you're going to have to be able to score with another team, and thus far, they haven't come close to being able to score enough. Yeah, and the defense, I mean, this is where winning and losing really matters. If Mm -hmm. the defense is going to go balls out and lose, that's a huge demotivator, Yes, and you're going to start seeing injuries piling up. And it's it's also odd to have these division games all stacked at the top, mm-hmm. and now you have like this weird lopsided division that looks like it's going to stay in the order it is for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Atlanta and Carolina are both very bad. Carolina l- is one of the worst professional teams I've seen out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Baker Mayfield, who has fallen from grace. He was doing the stanky leg with Flo on a progressive commercial two years ago. You have to respect that he probably knew deep down that he was kind of a fraud of a quarterback. It was like, I'm going to do every ad I can possibly do and make every Mm -hmm. dollar I can possibly make while anyone cares about me. And 
Credit to him because he did it. He did every single ad. Yeah, he's got the Lifetime Hulu subscription. <laughs> he's eating it. Little Caesars every night or whatever. He's living in the stadium. He's going to be living in the parking lot of the stadium pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, he, he sucks. And it's not, I don't even think the Saints did that much. He just was terrible. As far as commercial actors go, I think Jake from State Farm, better arm, better vision, better awareness. <laughs> It's pretty crazy he got that many more ads than Jameis did, and they basically have had the same career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder why. We're going to see Jameis on, you know, like a local car commercial. <laughs> Riding a camel around. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like <laughs> I don't use Uber anymore. Now that they took care of me at Bill Hood for <laughs> What's that? Jerry Maguire, he's riding the camel around the car dealership. It's like, yeah, that's about, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's disappointing. It's hard to watch more than anything. It just like, it is, there is something depressing about having a bad defense. There is something soul sucking about every time your team gets the ball, you're like, yeah, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. Like, here we go again. And what's more depressing about that than last season is that there are viable options out there this time. And it's having seen what Michael Thomas could do in the week one game, it's sad to see him just wasting away here. Yeah, he's really good. Chris Olave's really good. They've got dudes. Alvin Kamara used to be really good. I mean, I think he's still really good. The running backs have been fumbling all over the all place. All over the place. All over the place. It's killed them. Come on. Because that's, I mean, if you take away those two fumbles, the Saints are probably in two very different games against Tampa and against Carolina. And those are bang-bang plays, and I don't know if you can, you know, that's when you stop, like, is it team building? Is it coaching? Is it whatever? It might. It's probably some part of all of them. It's also just a team that's doing dumb shit, mm-hmm. dumb penalties, Dumb turnovers, sloppy stuff. And I think that was the message from the Saints afterward was like, look, we're killing ourselves. Like, we don't even know if we're good or bad because we do so many stupid things that are Mm -hmm. totally preventable that it's not even like we can't fully assess it. Uh, I think this week will be very difficult. Minnesota's got a very talented team. The game, like we said, is in London. Uh, So that's a weird thing. Uh, Someone asked me, the Saints are playing at 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. What time do you have to get to the Superdome? I was like, the game is not at the Superdome at 8.30 in the morning. You like, can get there at 8.30. <laughs> I was like, well, it's at a home on the schedule. I was like, no, no, no. That just means we wear home uniforms in London. I was like, that is not a home. So I wonder how many people will show up at 8.30 in the morning to the Superdome. Be like, Maybe they'll show to Champion Square. <laughs> yeah, they'll get kegs you know, and eggs, baby. <laughs> The Molly Ringwalds will be playing. <laughs> Can watch him out there. Get a $14 Bud Light Lime. I'm not looking forward to Kirk Cousins beating us again. It's going to be, I would imagine it's very difficult to go over there, get used to the time, get yeah. used to the, I don't know, whatever the hell's going on over there. The sure. food. Yeah. They got to eat that shitty food over there. Yeah. I don't know. It, basically, everything in London now is like Indian food. It's actually pretty good. They're probably taking like Raisin Cane's over there. <laughs> exactly. Cane's probably, is probably flying They made their there. own Chick-fil-A in the, <laughs> in the hotel. Yeah. It's, I don't think anybody, are the Saints, the Saints are not the favorite. No, I think they're, 
Four point dogs? Four points. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Minnesota's, they've just been a solid team for a very long time. They've declined in quality, but they're still a, a very good team. Sure. And the Saints are just so wishy-washy right now that throwing them into a, a bizarre atmosphere, yeah, a weird game, a weird time, a weird opponent, you know, anything can happen, but I think we know what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's it's just a little dispiriting uh, to watch, honestly. And, and I think if you they... have to get up at 7 to watch it. Well, I mean, I'm up at, you know, the crack of dawn regardless, <laughs> so it doesn't make any difference to me. 8.30 is the perfect dad time. I wish they would play home games at 8.30 <laughs> in the morning. I've been up for two hours. I'm looking for something to do. Yeah. Uh, it's really hilarious to drive around a city at like 7.30 on a Sunday morning and be like, every single person here is either 75 years old or a dad. <laughs> like, There's not a single other person out there. That's prime grocery store time. Oh, yeah. It's perfect grocery store time. You can whip around in your car. Like, you know, it is, uh, there's everything. It'd be nice if this was a home game at 8.30 in the morning. I guess technically it is a home game. Home in London. Yeah. Uh, good old home field advantage at Wembley Stadium. I don't know where they're playing. Somewhere. A lot of bars are going to be opening early and go see it at those. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think a lot of people are going to get up at 7.30 to go to a bar to see this particular squad. Yeah. Now, I'm not... I'm like you. It's not all doom and gloom. I don't think it's it's the death knell. I just think that right now, they're not clicking, and I think this is going to be a not fun game to watch. Yeah, there's not a lot of enthusiasm about the Saints at the given moment. Um, I think they come home to Seattle the next week. If the Saints lose this game, that Seattle game is going to be pretty quiet it's gonna be, yeah it's not gonna be a lot going on there uh so the saints are like a little bit in jeopardy of losing steam before we even get to october uh and that is a rarity around here but it's also partly because there's some other stuff going on right now and uh just the enthusiasm that emanated from pelicans media day is the most that i've ever encountered uh, and I do think there's like a chance that not for everyone, obviously that casual sports fan here is going to care way more about the Saints than the start of a Pelican season, uh, even if the Saints go 0-17. Uh, but I do think for the first time ever, there's like a little bit of like, eh, I think people are a little bit more excited for basketball than they are for football right now. This is the most excited I've seen people for a Pelicans team, even more than when the Pelicans finally won a playoff series. Yeah. Like coming into this season... More people I know, casual fans, are pumped about it. Mm-hmm. You look online, you look at you know meme accounts and Twitter and stuff. People are in love with this team already. Media day is you know usually you would see the photos from it. You'd see like the headshots and stuff throughout the season. There was so much coverage mm-hmm. of media day that I saw this year that yeah. I I don't remember seeing that yeah. another season. Uh, obviously. Zion looked different. Yeah, <laughs> Zion looked like a like a bio clone. <laughs> it's crazy. The fact I now regret not calling him more fat earlier, knowing that he was capable of looking like this. Do you? Because think- I was like, ah, you know, maybe we're being unfair calling him. You know, like ripping on his weight. So it's like, no, no, no. He was capable of looking like this monster of a human being the entire time. He. He looks like a different person than he did last meeting. Did you see the side by side? Yeah. His face looks different. 
His face looks... Stu- this is why I'm talking about cloning. This is... Wh- <laughs> we have a guest on the show from another podcast, InfoWars. You may have heard of it. He's here to talk about how Zion is a clone now. Uh, it, it, it's insane. His facial structure has changed. Yeah. Because he's still, you know, 22 years old yeah. and a uh, physical god. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants to. Yeah. He was toying with us by sh- by getting... It was it was like wearing the weighted things on your wrist, then you take them off, and you're really fast. He was showing us <laughs> the strength shoes. Yeah. You learn to jump, you know, wearing the weights on he your was, feet. You know? He was faking us out by going, this is what I could be, and lulled the league to sleep, and now he is a cryogenic-born superhuman. Everything that I crapped on Griff for a year ago at this mm-hmm. time, Ten months ago, shit, six months ago, a couple weeks ago, like everything that you would point to this and be like, this team is a disaster because it was easy to say they were really bad to start the year. The Zion situation was a mess. Everybody kind of hated like the whole thing going on. Like there was nothing kind of good emanating from the team and all of the like everyone loves everyone mantra that they were saying Mm -hmm. just seemed totally empty. And now you look at it, it's like, not only did they, not only is Zion like bought in, he's saying all the right stuff. He looks fantastic. And he signed a long-term contract extension, which that on its own was like this huge Hail Mary thought that he was going to even sign the extension. Now you've got him and he's totally bought in. Like he, who gets that much more motivated after they get the money? You know, how important were the last... 10 games of last season. <laughs> I mean, it guided the ship yeah. that now people are talking about as being contenders. It's so crazy, this flip in trajectory. I've never seen anything like it. And it's all reasonable. Like, as much as I usually am the guy who wants to <clears throat> throw the dark cloud and be like, hey, let's look at this realistically. Like, you can't look at anything going on with this team and point to a negative. Right. Now, there is a possibility that it doesn't all work out and the team isn't as great as we think. Like, you know, the Vegas line is still 44. If they win 44 games, everyone here will think that something went terribly wrong. I'm not sure about that. You don't you don't think people are expecting them to be a 50 plus win team that is a solid play. Like if they're in the play-in game and they go 44 and uh, what is that 44 and 38? That doesn't seem like a very good season to me well, for, for where they're at currently. Well, the expectations will change based on how the team is doing. Yes. And if the team wins 38 games and Zion is Zion and Brandon Ingram are all-stars. Yeah. People are going to take what they can get from that. If if you have a highlight reel of a season for this very young team that is on board, yeah, people people aren't. I don't think they're going to be upset because this is not like last season where it was do or die, put up or shut up. Sure, this is the official kind of debut of a young team. You think? So? I think the opposite. I think people are expecting them to win now because they watched them win. Late last year. And so it's like you sort of... Well, who's people? Is people like... The average person who's excited about this team right now. Yeah. The reason they're excited is not just... Now, all those things you said are 100% right. But it's also because they think they're ready to win. 
and they should be ready to win. Brandon Ingram is an all-star in his prime. We clearly saw CJ McCollum is, you know, not they, they just paid him again. They have a ton of faith in CJ McCollum. Zion Williamson is bought in, healthy, and ready to play. Like all of the pieces that this team has been waiting to come together for years of and when you think about the draft picks and all that mm-hmm. stuff too. All of the pieces that they've been waiting to congeal and come together, it's happened. The the, the cake is baked. Uh and now we're ready to taste it. And is it, are they good or are they bad? And I guess if they're just mediocre, it'll be like, I mean, is this really, I mean, not to say that they may be a finished product, but I think if they win 44 games, it's like a little bit like, eh, that's it. And I, not to say they couldn't get better, mm-hmm. but like you've got two got two of those guys are straight up in their primes with Ingram and McCollum. Yeah. More McCollum's definitely on the, other side than Ingram, who's just kind of at the very beginning of his. Well, I think 44 is good, reasonable, too good for this team because CJ has not been with the team very long and Mm -hmm. Zion hasn't been with the team at all, really. Yeah. There's going to be growing pains, and I I think that right now you're seeing a lot of fervor for an exciting young team, and once the season actually starts – the expectations will be tempered to whatever we're given. Sure. People are going to pull the positive out of it, of course. I don't think this team is going to be getting blown out by Sacramento or looking like old Pelicans teams. You know, it could be similar to John Morant's second year where Memphis was playing a lot of teams closely and couldn't quite seal the deal. And in that third year, they, you know, took it to Golden State in the playoffs. Sure. Uh, and yeah, and they won what 56 games last year or something like that. Uh, look, everything you're saying is completely reasonable and right and realistic and level headed. I just don't know if the, if that's how the general public, if they're quite as level headed and realistic and whatever, but maybe they are. And maybe that this people will see this as a longer term project than the, just the one year. Maybe my expectations for this team are too high because it's like if you've got all of these pieces and they're all ready to play and they all clearly are saying the right things, doing the right things, Mm -hmm. you've got the coach that you love, you've got everything. I mean, everything that this team has wanted to be is in place right now. The only pieces that are like kind of iffy on the fringe, whatever, is Devontae Graham, who might be out of the rotation, Mm -hmm. and Jackson Hayes who doesn't have a contract extension and is just kind of lingering there with a, a sort of an enigma. Everyone else is like, people love these guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> down to Jose Alvarado and uh, and Trey Murphy. And, like, it, it, there is a, and even Dyson Daniels. Uh, I, I think everybody has high expectations for everyone on this roster. It just feels like I don't think they're going to start 1-12 mm-hmm. again or any kind of, like, dumpster fire like that. But even if they're... You know, six and eight, six and nine through the first 15 games. I think that's going to cause some concern. And people are going to be like, well, is this really what we were waiting for? Because the expectation is they caught fire at the end of last season Mm -hmm. and they were really, really good and they should be really, really good again. And now I'm going to bet the over. I think they're going to win more than 44 games. They should win more than four. If Zion looks anything like Zion looked his first 80 games when he played, and he should look better than that yeah. considering now he's not a tub of shit uh, and he's a Greek god, you would think he'd be a lot better. 
better. Uh, they got to reshoot that Mountain Dew commercial with them. <laughs> Or whatever. It was. God, remember that picture last year? He was walking. He was wearing that like yellow sweater. He literally looked like the sun. He was a Teletubby. It was not great. And now he looks like a machine because this is what he can and should be. And he's saying he just looks so much happier. And everything he's saying is like exactly what you've wanted him to say for so long, and he never said it. And it's just perfect. And uh, I don't know. My expectations are just really high for them right now. Yeah, mine are too. Yeah, and and I just think it's going to be fun and i think it's they're in just a much more they're positioned in a, such a f- more fun way than the saints are right now which is saints are like hanging on to this vestige of competitiveness and you're kind of like hoping they kind of keep their fingernails in the wall mm-hmm. and the pelicans you do feel like are built in a way to be good and stay good and that it these guys genuinely like each other and want to be here and want to win and that in that regard it's something that we've never seen here before no it'll be interesting too to see how the city accepts if the saints are not doing well and the pelicans are that's yeah. that's something we haven't seen yet it could be very good for the pelicans it could be good for the city overall it could the saints are always going to be there it could Based on the emails that I get a uh, hundred times a day, I'm thinking the Pelicans aren't sold out for the season. <laughs> they're still trying to sell me. The suites are not sold out. <laughs> no, neither are the. You know, they're trying to sell me floor <laughs> tickets and sell me whatever. It's like, guys, how? And what email do you think I'm going to be like? Oh, hey. <laughs> there's twelve game club packages available for three thousand dollars. Great, honey, get the eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this is the email that put me <laughs> over the edge. Uh, there is an open practice uh, coming up on the first. We will obviously uh, do our best to cover that, uh, and though I'm sure there will be a lot of excitement uh, around that for people to get to see the team for the first time. And then they start preseason games, and all of a sudden we're in it, and what the season starts in what two and a half weeks? It's very, it's looming. It's coming up. It's October fourth. The NBA. I think that's the first preseason yeah, game, and then the, the opener is, what, the 18th? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Crazy. I mean, it happens very, very fast, and before you know it, we'll have uh, real Pelicans games to break down, and we'll our, our sports cup will be runneth over. It wasn't too long ago we had nothing to talk about, no. so this is very, very nice. Excellent. I'm digging it. Oh, thank you also very much. We will be right back. I don't know why I thanked you. I don't. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. It's not the end of the it's show. It's not the end of the show. So please continue. We'll be right back with the Noel Breakdown. <laughs> it is filled with juicy jazz, squalling trumpets, and tiny little crawdads. You put Paris in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> it's raining shoes. <laughs> From uh, my favorite New Orleans news source, uh, Hot 107.9. What do you think they play on Hot 107.9? Something awesome is my guess. When I think of hot music, I think of like, uh, I don't know, VH1 Insomniac Music Theater. Yeah? Probably Jaded by Aerosmith, (laughs) Yellow by Coldplay, (laughs) that uh, Blow Your Mind song by Eve. And Gwen Stefani. 
Hot 107.9. People scoop up shoes that fell into I-10 in New Orleans. A photo from Tuesday on I-10 in New Orleans has gone viral that shows people getting out of their vehicles on the interstate to scoop up shoes. Several boxes of shoes fell onto the interstate, and some who were nearby took full advantage of the mishap. Uh, There's photos of people standing on... One, two, three, four. It's it's where it's five lanes on I-10 right at the Clearview Parkway exit. Yeah, so in Metairie. Yeah. Metro Metairie. And there are four people running in between cars <laughs> picking up <laughs> shoes. And then they have a picture of the shoes. I guess uh, Fox <laughs> tweeted a picture of the shoe. The shoes suck. <laughs> it's going to pay less. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you just see a shoebox. These these are not uh, fly <laughs> at all. They are free. These are Walmart shoes. Oh, I, I will retweet this from the Twitter <laughs> account. But these are like, you know, I didn't have Nikes when I was a kid. We went to Payless and I got the Shaq shoes because mm-hmm. they were like 24 bucks. Yeah. And they had a basketball player on it. Do you have the Starberries? No, I, I, I don't think I had Starberries. were like super cheap, yeah. But, you know, th- these are airwalks, basically. These are the... <laughs> these these have Velcro straps on them. And these people are... It's You could get killed in your vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, dangerous enough just driving and avoiding gunshots on the interstate, much less jumping out of your car. And trying to wrangle shoes from the middle like you're a frogger. I mean, I just don't. I would not. What would you jump out of your car for if you saw it in the in the road? One hundred thousand dollars in cash. And it says that on the back. It says, it's like a the it's the it's the deal or no deal briefcase, <laughs> and it says one hundred thousand dollars. If on you it. see Howie Mandel <laughs> driving an eighteen wheeler that's overturned, you're going to run up to that eighteen wheeler. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else I would pull over for to like risk getting hit on the interstate of cars driving ninety five miles an hour, yeah, blowing past me. I that, that is nuts. It's certifiably nuts. Any shoe that I like, I would just buy. Like, I don't like... Oh, privilege. I don't like, like, $2,000. I don't want the fucking Back to the Future shoes. I'll just buy the same Converse I've bought every year. You don't need to risk your life for a pair of shoes? What would I... Maybe a PS5, just because they're hard to get. Are they still hard to get? Uh, Yeah. You can't just walk into a store and get them. That's crazy. Supply chain, huh? I, I guess, guess so. these shoes, too. Now they're going to have a real shortage of these shoes. Uh, that is... These I, are like orthotic shoes. <laughs> not orthotic. This is what like Tiny Tim has to wear. <laughs> what the, people will do anything for free stuff, except go to a Tulane athletic event. <laughs> <laughs> they will do almost anything to get something free. Uh, it is, I mean, that's, that's genuinely crazy to get out of your car on the interstate, to go run across it. Maybe these people just live on the interstate Maybe they live <laughs> under the overpass. Maybe it's all the guys who do donuts and they're like, Oh, <laughs> it's probably, it's probably the construction workers that stand out there and look at their phones and don't do anything. 
They probably caused the truck to crash and then took off their vest and went over to them. Did you wait, did you say it was a truck that overturned? Or no, just like I'm embellishing that part. It just fell out the stuff just fell out it of the like truck. It just fell it says hundreds of boxes of shoes just spilled out on I ten. See, the people that were there aren't posting their side of the story because they stole a bunch of shoes. Sure. Yeah. So we may never know. We may never know. It's like, remember the stingray? Oh, yeah. How did the stingray get there? Nobody knows. How, why was there an explosion late at night? We told you why. That's true. We just did the science on that <laughs> one. We were the truth tellers there. There's uh, a lot of Latoya Cantrell news. Oh, man. City Council Attorney uh, Judy Barrasso alleged that uh, Latoya violated the Constitution by donating tens of millions in city land to a private trust. I guess that is an ongoing current thing with David Hammer at WWL. The Hammer. Do you know him? Yeah, I met him. All right. I know Judy Barrasso. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. I'm so connected. Constitution What a goddamn... Stuff. Yeah, I don't really understand any of it that's going on there. I'm not going to pretend to understand no. it, but I'm pretty sure she's stealing money. I uh, I know a lot of people that are big fans of the Constitution. <laughs> I've never read it. Does anyone know what the city constitution says? I promise you the mayor doesn't. I have no idea what the Constitution constitutes of. <laughs> no clue. I might be violating the Constitution. <laughs> right now. I don't have any idea. I guess some news. I think it was out last week. Uh, they might dock the mayor's pay to cover the money that she says she mm -hmm. will not pay back. I actually watched the news last night. We watched Fox News at 9. It wasn't half bad. There was some guy on there. <laughs> now Fox 8 News. Whatever. Not Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Different stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It okay. was the local guy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it wasn't like a blistering report or anything. <laughs> There's no mention of the Constitution on there. But, you know, they were saying, like, Latoya mentioned that she's, you know, she's got Asperger's or whatever, so she has to sit up front. Her security guard is a ghost. He needs an empty seat next to him. Whatever the fuck. But I guess now she's like they were they were saying like it's absurd that she keeps like speaking publicly and somebody should tell her to stop. Yeah. Which I thought was it was nice to see that on there. She'd be much better served saying absolutely nothing and just basically she'd be much better off just like leaving the city and just the, I don't think it would be going worse if she was yeah. just gone uh, and she would be getting in less trouble. What they've done with this story, so there's my theory. There's a hundred ways in which she's failing as mayor, right? Mm -hmm. I think everyone can acknowledge that, right? The crime is horrible. The infrastructure is terrible. That Chick-fil-A by Dave and Buster's <laughs> isn't open yet. <laughs> the, the criminal justice system sucks. The transportation's terrible. Everything is uh, is bad. There's nothing that you can point to and be like, the trash situation's bad. There's nothing she can point to as like a win, right? But Anything that you were to blame her on that affects your real life, she can sort of pin to someone else, whether it be a mm -hmm. legacy problem, whether it be someone else's department that she didn't necessarily appoint, whatever it might be. You know, like crime, there's a hundred different ways you can point to crime. It's hard to just blame her. This thing with her and the flights is literally no one else's fault but her. She has no explanation of why she she did it that makes anywhere close to making sense 
Uh, it is very clearly she basically just tried to steal money because she thought it was free money from the city and she didn't care. And now she can't pay it back. She doesn't have the money. To, she doesn't have the money to pay her taxes. She certainly can't pay this back. And the media is just hammering her on this because there's no one to blame but herself and every excuse doesn't make sense so even though it's a really stupid silly thing for them to get her on compared to the things that drive us crazy in our actual lives it is the best topic because there it is squarely on her and she has nowhere to turn she said that it was not uh luxury uh she said she said that the money on flight upgrades was not for luxury. It was for her health and well-being. It's like, that's what luxury that's is. Exactly. Treat yourself. Yeah. Self-care is bullshit. Self-care just means you're spending. Poor people can't self-care, no. you know? And city officials, which that was the other thing, right? It was like the city attorney came out and said that she is, in fact, a city employee, which I guess was her other argument. Like she's, she doesn't technically fall under. She said something about not being in the council, <laughs> being in the arena. She's like, I'm not really a city employee. It's like, nope, you, your paycheck comes to the city. Yeah. You are a city employee. Her and paycheck comes from a lot of places. <laughs> that's true, that- too. Yeah, that Wisner Trust or whatever <laughs> that's good, funneling money. To, I mean, the, the whole thing is so transparent and it is it's such it is such a stupid thing is it's forty thousand the amount of money that's being stolen from the city on a daily basis by every road contractor forty thousand dollars is out the door in 13 seconds okay so the money isn't that big a deal it's just the principle of it's so clear she tried to bamboozle people and screw over and and just basically try to steal for her own personal benefit and yeah, who does she think she is? Hard rock construction? <laughs> exactly. It's like people are doing this every day, but they can point fingers at everybody else. She cannot point a finger at literally anyone else. It is just her. She made a terrible decision. She cannot wiggle out of it because she can't pay it back. Any mayor with means, like if this happened to Ray Nagin, he'd be out of it in two seconds because he'd be like, yeah, I screwed up. I'm going to pay the city back. It's no big deal. This is you can't do it here. And so she is just stuck and she's in the middle of this recall fight. And it's the easiest thing to make her try to defend herself on something so ludicrous. Yeah. And if, if the sound bites ended, no one's going to click on a on a headline that's just text. And it's like mayor steals a bunch of money for a flight. Yeah. If there's a video with that of uh-huh. her like snapping at people yeah. and yelling at people, everyone's going to watch that. Everyone. If she releases no statement and you have to click on that thing and the fucking pop up comes up <laughs> saying you've run out of free, you're not, you don't care. No, you move on. No, but she just keeps feeding the beast. Can I get a job as her like PR? <laughs> yeah. Dude, whoever that guy is, I'm pretty sure gave up a long time ago. <laughs> it's like, I mean, she's going to city employee meetings and basically like treating them like rallies. And she's like, yeah, we're going to pay you guys more money. It's like, don't. Support the recall because we're going to pay you guys more. It's like, how is that legal? How could she possibly do that no, as the mayor? You know, like that seems totally illegal. Again, I don't know anything about the Constitution, but that <laughs> seems very illegal. Uh, she is the disaster that keeps giving. And uh, I just I almost don't want her to get recalled only because it provides such amazing material for the show. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm a Metairie man. Who's I don't even know who the mayor is out here. Harry Connick Jr. 
it is there is something about crossing the parish line and you're like you know what what's that seinfeld bit where it's like uh you know you're in a cab in new york and the guy is going 100 miles an hour he's driving incredibly dangerous and reckless and your life is very much in his hands but you're in the back seat so none of it seems real (laughs) that's how it feels like when you're in jefferson parish you spend your whole life really in orleans and everything you do that's fun is orleans parish but it's just None of it seems quite like it's your problem Correct. anymore. <laughs> like that's somebody else that wouldn't do that with my city. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the, what a bunch it. of idiots over there! It's like everything I do is there. Like I'm very much affected by this day to day. Oh yeah, they're picking up my garbage. What's your problem? <laughs> It's like, well, they wouldn't cross this imaginary line in order to come steal from me. You know, I'm, I'm six minutes from the line. They wouldn't possibly come here. Yeah, my 70-year-old neighbors, they just have a lawnmower on their front yard. The, the criminals definitely understand the difference between the JPSO and the NOPD. They really get the, you know, the difference in the courtroom structures. Like, there's no, there's absolutely the, the, the cognitive dissonance that it requires of those in Jefferson Parish. And yet, it gets you it through persists. it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a little news out of St. Bernard Parish. Uh, 20,000 gallons of oil was spilled into Araby waters after, quote, criminal activity, quote, at an Intergy substation. Energy uh, says that some of the oil has entered nearby open water, the marsh of Bayou Bienvenue. And is present along the shoreline. Thousands of gallons of oil were released in Araby after someone may have vandalized or stolen parts from a de-energized energy substation. Let me tell you what that means. This means energy fucked up. Mm -hmm. They accidentally released 20,000 gallons of oil. They're saying 20,000, so it's probably like a million. (laughs) And they're going to say that Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel, came in and stole copper, which if you have uh, an area, a device, whatever it is, that is just holding millions of gallons of oil, maybe you hire one guard, hire Mm. Barney Fife (laughs) to sit in front of it. So when the copper thieves come a-calling, you Mm -hmm. can be like, don't steal that pin. That holds in the 100,000 gallons of oil in here. Some energy dipshit was like asleep at the switch, and there's just a big button that says release one million gallons of oil, and he fell asleep and laid down on the button. Yeah. And it released the million gallons of oil, and now they're going, oh, a raccoon got in here. <laughs> like when we lose power because of a bird, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, energy... Uh they, they're not accountable to anyone, so it doesn't really matter. I don't even know why they bother to put out the statements. Be like, yeah, we did it. What are you going to do about it? You ha- Were you going to get power from someone else? They have the entire monopoly on the contract. They also advertise, which I still have never been able to understand. Well, I've seen their advertising lately as like, we know temperatures and prices are up. So, all right. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Just want to let you know that we're aware and we're spending uh, money that you give us on a billboard. On this advertisement for to buy something that you absolutely are required to have. It makes me furious because it's like on the digital billboard. So it's, you know, it's like get a frosty. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then it switches to energy. And I'm like, those pieces of shit. I just can't understand why they're marketing. 
Yeah. There's uh, somebody will tell me at some point. There's probably a marketing fee on the bill. There's a billboard fee on the bill. <laughs> Is it like some level of kickback where it's like we'll continue to give you this contract to operate the entire power grid with just energy, but you also have to buy a bunch of advertising from our, you know, are the, pe- the dudes who own billboards? You CBS know? Outdoors. They they do the they sp- they have sponsored the Pelicans three pointers forever, and it's like, what what are we doing here? Who's not getting energy? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what? I was going to get power this year, but I energy <laughs> seems like a bad corporate citizen, so I have a negative opinion of them, and therefore I'm out. These guys uh, stealing shoes on the interstate might not have any power. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's impossible to have a company that people have a lower opinion of than Entergy, other than like the Sewage and Water Board, but that's not really Cox. a company. Cox is also very bad. Again, a monopoly. Mm-hmm. They advertise like crazy, but I guess they technically have competition. Yeah, you can get AT&T. Theoretically. I guess. Depends where you are. Why don't we get into your favorite segment? That's right, everybody. The worst! What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb for The worst. Thanks for sending them in. A lot of people have sent in uh, all the Latoya stuff, obviously. Sure. We get a lot of it. Uh, so Thank thanks you. for sending it in. Makes it, uh, you know, it's nice to doing a podcast. You're in a, you're in a box, you know. Yes. The only people that listen to this are your friends. My friends don't listen to it. They text you and they go, "Oh my god, that show is great." I'm just sitting here alone. <laughs> I hear nothing about the show. I look at the reviews and they're mad at us for blaspheming the Lord. <laughs> Which I read, I read one of the reviews saying that, and I was like, I have no idea what this is. The reviews are, I haven't. The reviews are fun. The reviews are fun. There's like a couple of, there's at least another one star review that just like says you're an asshole. Fair. (laughs) Fair. I like the ones that are like these guys don't know anything about sports. It's like yeah, we say that. Exactly. That's the show. That's that's what we're saying. We know. (laughs) The worst is the worst thing I saw read this week. Here's a fun one. Uh, Beep up a boop. Uh, University of Utah police officers have arrested an engineering student accused of threatening to detonate a nuclear reactor on campus if the school's football team didn't win. (laughs) That's a big, that's like I'll be in a billboard. I'll, I'll sit, sit on top of this billboard for until we win a game. They're like, no, I'm going to blow up the state. There might be some presumptions about <laughs> the type of person that would threaten nuclear war <laughs> over uh, Utah, the University of Utah not winning a football game. What would you, how would you mentally describe this person to a police artist? Bearded. Bearded. Older gentleman uh-huh. who looks like Ted Kaczynski in my head. The student, a 21 year old woman. <laughs> 
wrong again, Scott. Is accused of post- one star. <laughs> What's it like being wrong all the time, Scott? Zero stars. Uh, posted the thread on anonymous social media platform Yik Yak. I've never heard of that. Never heard of it. It isn't clear when police became aware of the post or how they determined who was behind it. I bet it was a cute font. (laughs) According to the police... With several exclamation points. (laughs) I'm going to detonate a bomb. Exclamation point. That'll show you, Steven. According to the police report, in her post made on Saturday, the student said she would detonate the nuclear reactor located on the school's campus. If the team did not win, good news, the team did win, 35-7 to over San Diego State. And all the leukemia has been saved. She, here's the part that might, people say crazy shit all the time online. Here's the part that might make you go, hmm, she has knowledge of the nuclear reactor. <laughs> well, that's a little, yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, what kind of campus has a nuclear reactor? We had a Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, that's very Jeff Foxworthy of the uh, guns to school. We brought frogs to school. <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't know that nuclear reactors were just hanging out a- around us. I thought they were, you know, big things. I don't even know what a nuclear reactor looks like, but I, all I picture is Homer Simpson sitting in there. <laughs> does, does this girl have Homer Simpson's job? I don't know. They don't have a picture of her. I, maybe I can find her on Yik Yak. <laughs> What do you think would have happened if they actually lost? You think she would have blown up the school uh, and the world? I suppose I don't know. I mean, I don't know. nuclear blast seems problematic. Uh, I think a nuclear blast from Utah could—they're in Salt Lake City. It would definitely wipe out L.A., wipe out the coast. It—it it could get to. I think it could get to like Texarkana. I think like the offensive coordinator knew it, and he's like, "All right, we got to really empty Woo! the playbook this week." They did win by a lot. <laughs> Got to run a lot of trick plays this week. <laughs> all those razzle dazzle things. This is the time to use them so we don't all die. I mean, you know, it's not every day you beat San Diego State by twenty eight <laughs> points. They've got Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's on Marshall Falk. Yeah, <laughs> he's still playing. Uh, yeah, man, that is uh, that's a great story, man. I like that it was diverse. I like that it was a woman <laughs> threatening to kill everyone it's, for once. It's disappointing it wasn't at a fast food yeah. restaurant. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if it was like if I if I don't uh, if I don't if these chicken sandwiches don't get made fast enough, I'm gonna blow up the nuclear reactor. Yeah, that would have been a little better for us. I, that happens so often at Popeyes. <laughs> it's not even newsworthy. If there was like the terrorist alert level for Popeyes, it would always be a red. <laughs> We're on edge because we're (laughs) heading to Popeye's. Uh, Thank you also very, very, very much for listening. We do love each and every one of you. Uh, If you don't want to leave a one-star review, we would appreciate it. Uh, A nice five-star goes a long way on Spotify or on Apple. Uh, Particularly, thank you also very much. We love and care for each and every one of you. We'll be back next week for an episode of Poke and Kush. See ya.